This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to Nerd School. Nerd! 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 Yeah. Suck it, nerd! 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 Uh. Welcome to Nerd School. I was well behaved with my budget because what I tend to do is I wait until after Christmas to buy a new inflatable or any outdoor decoration. I'll buy it like yeah, after. So I like keep my eyes out because I have so the- a few outdoors that are not inflatable. They're just wired shapes. So I have a wired deer and I have a, a pig who flies. Um, and so I buy those. <laughs> I like watch them and go, okay, Target or Walmart, I'll see you after Christmas and I'll yeah. add a new one to the collection. So then but the next I year, not. it's all new. I didn't this year, I was trying, I'm trying to travel more in 2023, which means I have to be um, not buying out Target and Walmart inflatable stock. <laughs> yeah, traveling costs money. Yep. Listen, she's trying to be international this year. If anyone wants to sponsor TVJ and her international dreams, call me give her a call everybody and you can reach her at one nine hundred i'm trying to hop through the galaxy i'm trying to hop through the galaxy like they did yeah you should and speaking of hopping through the galaxy that's right what uh uh, star lord was doing at this point in the movie where we left off guardians of galaxy part two where we left off this is part two of galaxy guardians of the galaxy volume two of nerd school podcast is the second uh i'm not sure how the math works out on that this is like two squared this is the second podcast we've done (laughs) on this film and i can't get enough of the guardians of the galaxy the more i think about it the more i just want to watch guardians galaxy movies which i'm glad that volume three is coming out but i had a a bar conversation recently with somebody about marvel movies in general and these guys were saying yeah marvel's jump the shark is too much there's too many of them they're all the same they're they're not what? good anymore and a lot of people are saying that and i was like whoa, whoa, well, whoa, they're, whoa. they're starting to cut down like we're not like this phase was really long right and like it, it just ended but then it's still it's like like even with their shows like they were pounding us with shows and like now we get what in a couple of weeks uh ant-man the new one come out then yeah. I don't think anything else comes out until like May, I believe. But so but like everything's a, getting spread out further. It is, but it's also weird. It's a weird comment because like who else is coming out with movies like that right now? Right. right. Like there's no jump the shark. These these characters all exist. All of them are characters that have existed for a long time. No one ever yeah. looked at the comic book franchise and goes, Oh, another comic book series. Oh no. <laughs> like yeah. So to say that about movies is a weird thing. And Joe, I'm going to take a wild guess. Um, What what flavor of human were these people? What flavor? So I'm I'm actually trying to remember where I was when I heard. I think it was, I'm assuming it was at a bar. Because I'm going to guess male and pale. They're male, white guy, probably. Yes. Now I'm going to say that their complaints are not about the actual amount of movies because i've heard this rhetoric it has to do yeah. with what they are terming woke marvel and i'm quoting guys because no, people think, don't know how to handle characters actually, who are I, not white and in the lead yeah no actually i think 
the complaint was i'm trying to remember i'm I'm trying to place where i was hearing this but because it was a lot of negativity lately about it not only just that there's a lot but just that america maybe it was on tv maybe i was just listening to tv maybe i wasn't talking but i was like talking to the tv but <laughs> this was a couple, dream. no so maybe. that one like I'm, I'm mixing a bunch of things one has been a conversation at a bar it's just like hey wait but yeah but but the but i like it when they do guardians of the galaxy because at least that's different it's not just superman batman or whatever it's you know and I just know, I just know named DC movie. It's not like, you know, superheroes with capes, but it's like, it's kind of like Star Wars. I was trying to like get them into that in the conversation I had. But the other thing, I guess must, maybe it was on TV, maybe it was during New Year's, people <laughs> complaining about just that all we are in America, we don't make art anymore. All we make is Marvel movies. Like there's no artistic, the, there's no like new movies there's there's no more good art it was oh yeah well, every, it was, have it was you seen everything about... everywhere all at once i think it's called oh yeah. that badassness yeah that's that's, yeah. that's that's i think that's but all yeah, of that, that was good. Existing, I didn't see that. If, yeah. if you pay attention to any docket you know i dare people one of the things i try and do every year when award seasons come around i try and watch everything nominated right because i might not make it on my own so that i know who i'm rooting for yeah. um besides everybody black so I take time to watch shows oh. that I wouldn't normally watch sorry, because sorry. of that. But I don't yeah. think people are making that effort. You have to leave your house yeah. to go watch these things. And yes, your advertising is going to show you the big blockbuster things because that's what marketing does. That's what these companies are going to do. They're going to market their film. But there are plenty of nuanced new shows, creative shows, weird, funky shows. Like I was just deep diving on what's that show with the old James Bond where he was murdering people at a restaurant. Um, was it the guest list? Something like that. Yeah, there is a lot that I don't even there know. Are, like, there I don't are know a lot of these movies. Is the Glass the Onion. Like, there's so much Onion, out yeah. there. Yeah, I don't but even know But you have to. It's not going to come to your front door. You have to. Craig. You have to opt to consume it. So yeah, I don't have to find people, it. Yeah. When people complain about that stuff, I'm like, are you opting to consume those different things? Or are you looking for it? Yeah, you're right. Are they trying hard enough to look? Or are they you don't just, have to try oh. hard enough. Listen, turn on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix is everywhere. They're releasing yeah. new things. Any of these streaming services is releasing a new movie on a constant rotation with hella good class. The Glass Onion itself. Look at the class list, the cast list for Glass Onion. That is a phenomenal cast list, and it's quirky, and it's a mystery, and it's and, fun. Like, and but they had to add uh, Glass Onion, a Knives Out movie, yes, to, to get try to make to it feel like a, but a franchise. Lot of probably didn't even that's see the, Knives Out. That's oh, that's yeah. the issue. Like, I had is... a friend who just told me they watched Glass Onion and they were lost. I was like, did you see the first one? They were like, no. But it was like to them, it was just like, oh, this is a movie that's on Netflix, Glass Onion. I'm going to watch it. So you have some people who do watch, who who do consume media like that. But then there's also the ones who, like like TBJ was saying, like like I'm sure there's a shit ton of people like, oh Avatar, they ran to right. see Avatar before Avatar, they go see yeah. some any small, I don't want to say small movie, but any movie that that wasn't heavily budgeted. You know, like I've already heard people talking about the third Avatar movie. Like I'm like the second one just came on. Sure they shot him. But and he, I guess he, the third one comes he, out this year. Yeah, he shot them like, both at the same time. Yeah. And it's there, there's a lot going into this 
discussion there's a lot of it that like phase four of marvel was a little uh haphazard and like like there wasn't like a very obvious story building or anything it's like we're introducing a shit ton of characters and then we're going to bring them together in phase five and six there's also um whiny men kind of being like eh, she hulk wasn't for me because it's a female perspective that kind of i shit. love she hulk yeah i mean um, i haven't finished was, it yet but but I, I well, real quick, what's glass? On, somebody tell me real quick what is glass? Have on you ever a seen sequel Knives to out? Knives Out? I haven't, but Knives Out uh, is like a murder mystery, right? Show or something? Yeah, it's supposed to be really and, funny. And the like only character, yeah, it's like a comedy murder mystery from the guy who directed uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, who was, which is one mm. of the most controversial Star Wars films because a lot of nerds hate it because it tried <laughs> to do different shit and then it didn't land very well but uh but the knives out wasn't it famous before having like a lot of, like a ton of celebrities in it yeah it's the same thing same thing and it's, it's a, a, I mean, it's not a, the same thing but a, another it's, it's another mystery happened. the same detective yeah. the only carryover is the fact that daniel craig's benoit blank is the detective trying to solve the mystery did you say all, benoit, all the characters detective. benoit yeah. blank yeah benoit blank yeah. Okay, Benoit Ball. It's good, blank. Joe. If you haven't sat, sit down and watch uh, Knives Out. I is, like, it, is it nerdy? But don't be drunk. It does have Captain America in it. <laughs> it does. It does have yeah. Captain America, but not Captain America, but Chris Evans, right? Chris Evans. Yes. Yeah. Is it but nerdy? I say watch it it, a nerd well, show. No, I would. If you like cozy mysteries, but that's his own genre. Quirk. People, and you, and you yeah. like quirky nerds. It's not like superhero <laughs> nerdy, but it yeah. is. If you love mysteries, if you like playing Clue, if you loved just trying to guess who done it, but it couldn't be. It could. But it, it's not sci-fi in any way. It's not no. fantasy in any way. So it's it, not a genre. It would, it I mean, it's its own genre, but for our yeah. nerdy like, when it's we just do a, a break, mystery. Who done? We it. wouldn't pick it on the summer movie thing. You never know. We're all open to pick whatever we pick. Okay, right. I didn't know if they had to be nerdy. We don't. We've never had limitations on our summer picks. We've all just we just happened to all be I nerdy. Mean, <laughs> I mean, we are all nerds. Yeah. <laughs> no, we are all nerds, but we've yeah. never said we've just each put in what we would like to see in the summer. And some of us yeah. put in dumb movies like Barbarella. Mm-hmm. And right. some of us pick great movies. <laughs> so we've never had any regulations. Uh, Otherwise, that movie would not have you made know what I want. Do you know what I want? I want a gruff and loud watch through of Barbarella. Oh, I believe that would be awesome. <laughs> he, he would do that. I mean, gruff is the whole reason I picked Barbarella because he was he references yeah, it so just every you day. and him doing that would be awesome. He's a big Barbarella, uh, the flash, Barbarella, like he's into all that kind of old i don't know if he's into it but he's just seen it all when he was a kid he grew up on that stuff like anyway anyway yeah, like i good think plug for the gruff and loud show but let's get back into the movie or let andy right. finish his thought well i i just wanted to sort of talk about like the the idea that marvel jumped the shark on one hand it's possible there has a lot of goddamn marvel shit out there yeah. and maybe people are losing interest because it's not as focused as it was and there were a couple of, of things in phase four like dr strange two didn't like had impossible expectations yeah and i think it, it it disappointed some folks with how they handled certain things in there but we'll get to that when we talk to dr strange two. uh it's been a lot of like series here and there it's not been focused it's been uh you know it, it includes like started at wandavision i think right and then yeah. every, everything since then has been so all over the place and it's not quite as tightly connected as 
you know, phase one, two, three, all that stuff did building up. I will asterisk you and say that we know of because. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We have not gotten to where it's building to yet. Yeah. But uh, uh, that's but nerds are impatient. Well, for the record, let me just say, like, I I feel the opposite. I kind of wish everything was just a Marvel movie from here on out. I mean, I'm so far behind on best pictures. Like, I'm still on 1950. Or whenever Sound of Music was, 1960 something. You're fired, Joe. Uh, so I'm still because I'm trying to watch all the good movie. You know the, but when it got you, the you're watching everything right now. You're watching like every Saturday Night Live from the beginning. You're watching yes. all of pro wrestling yes. from the the 80s to the 90s. I have an obsession with chronology. Leave me alone. But anyway, <laughs> that's your problem. Oh, you're like but, a chronomicon from Marvel's Age of the I'm trying field. to consume everything, but my favorites are the Mar- like the Marvel shits just fun as hell like i still love it all like i'm not sick of it all but i also haven't seen everything you guys and most of people have seen like everybody else has seen phase four and five you know i'm still on phase what are we on phase three right here we're we're clipping along i feel but yeah the other thing i think uh the other complaint is that everything has kind of started to have to be sci-fi or fantasy everything has kind of had to appeal to like like you couldn't tell you just made a good good point about you know them naming that glass onion as a franchise to yeah. kind of fit and in that the, the director was pissed oh, about it was that. a podcast it was a podcast that's what I was, I was listening to um uh i think it was um uh, the one with uh sean hayes and uh will arnett and uh, uh yeah um um, um, Jason um, Bateman, um, um smartless smartless yeah and they were interviewing well they're gonna be somebody. pissed because they're not in those movies they're not in the Marvel and, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's also you can i mean they could be uh, at some point but i think it's also the fact that you like it's hard to make different like classic you know love stories yeah. it's hard to do like you know uh the, like tense dramas that are like sort of small scale like yeah that that fucking movie i don't know why this is the one that's in my head uh i think it was like nick nolte and sissy spacek and no uh it was that thing in the bedroom where it was just like a story of an old couple and a, a really tense family situation. But I think we have some of those because I think about what two years ago, the one where um it's just like there's plenty what's her of name was dominated there. nominated for, and it takes place in a hotel room. It was just last year. What who is I, it? I, I don't remember. It's it's a, it's a, it's there's sure. there's four hundred streamers. John David Washington and uh uh No, but that's Diet another Diet. one. Okay. So these small this is um I think it's just Emma, like the Emma Robinson was playing this one where she hires a male sex worker um, and we're working through her life as an older woman and it all takes place like in this mm-hmm. hotel room and it's very intense yeah. and done right but I think what Andy is saying everything has been turned into franchises but I think that's mm. like blame studio systems and yeah that, like, studio systems and the streamers yeah. that need attention for everything I I, I get why yeah. it's happened and I get the complaint is that it's there's so much content out there. You can make all those kind of movies you want. You're just not going to get an audience for it. But unless you people know how happen to turn upon it them. around. What people have to do to turn it around, because I hear this complaint about black leads and we are seeing a resurgence of it. You have to put your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. You have to go seek out and find the stuff that you you were complaining. Because about. Because that sends a message to them. Oh, yeah. 
people do you know how many yeah the, the complainers films? need to spend their money in the right place do you know how many black films complain. were told that they cannot be successful because we cannot tout a show predominantly black and make it well and then people have to go oh, i'll show you this is where yeah. my money's going well that goes back but, to black panther when it came out like you said like everybody in their family went to see that you know it's like everybody came out to support black people starring in their own action thing to like yeah say, hey, even when they what? don't know We're what's gonna... happening yeah, you, even they didn't put... know what it was yeah i mean yeah. but you put your money where your yeah. mouth is and i say yeah. that like not just in movie world but that's i live in a world of edi sometimes and a lot of people complain and the best way to fight if you hate what walmart and target is doing what you're doing with your paycheck I, Tiffany, each paycheck buys something from a Black-owned business and a woman-owned business. What are you doing? You can't just complain without action. Same thing goes in the film industry. The the studios aren't going to make a change until audiences trend Demand it, yeah. And the best way to do that is with your money. They don't care if you're, you have a podcast, that's what we are, or Twitter <laughs> or Twitch, and you say these things. They don't care about our podcast. They should. Marvel should yeah. totally care about a podcast. But money talks. My but you, you know, I this on the same subject, I don't think we are too far away from a Marvel movie that could be a best picture. I mean, the actors they have in these Marvel movies do good movies, they, they do great movies, like they are mm-hmm. they're nominated in things, right? Like Mark Ruffle is a good actor. Uh, he's a hell of an actor. Uh, Scarjo is a great actress, right? She's probably one. I don't know what she's one, but I think she's a really good actress. It it's not like wonder, they're just getting bubblegum wrestlers like they used to. I don't know. I mean, like, wrestlers. like, like Lord of the Rings won, like the third one won mm-hmm. Best Picture, and it kind of felt like it was saying, "All right, we love this trilogy so much that we're gonna give the third one." All right, mm-hmm. fine, we'll give you the the Best Picture Oscar. We've nominated each time, and I wonder, like, that's a like a huge achievement for a fantasy film, but it's also based on you know classic literature, and I'm wondering if that's that's is that the separation will people not give a comic book a i guess validity and i think to... i think the dark knight you know uh heath ledger won an oscar for the dark knight as the joke he did he did and i think mm-hmm. the dark knight yeah. might have even been nominated for best picture i'm not sure it was a good i don't remember yeah like batman i can see that yeah so i guess maybe. no i think well you have to pay attention to who votes in the academy right and uh what they're put in front of and studios do have a hand in who they nominate or put forth for certain mm-hmm. awards mm-hmm. um i think it's it's possible listen angela bassett is a beast they're way behind and giving her a thousand awards okay mm-hmm. yeah that woman every time she has hit the screen she's played up she's played multiple major women in history and we just look at her um and don't give her her flowers so Listen, there is room for the MCU. Do you guys think as because our I'm assuming you're kind of saying that the the people who vote, which I I'm not really sure, but it's just like an old white guy academy, right? Historically, have you never heard of that Oscar so white (laughs) protest? Yeah, I remember that something. But is it better not like have they done anything about that? They're trying a year later, it was better, and then it went back to predominantly. But like a lot of these award shows, like right now. I guess I was watching um, Gerard Carmichael on Jimmy Fallon the other night. He was talking about how like they didn't have the Golden Globes last year because you no know, black people who like were like I, I don't know not if they were nominated or they weren't included in the process. 
Yeah. And like this year, they have him hosting the Golden Globes. And like he wanted Stone Cold Steve Austin to like be <laughs> in his opening bit or whatever. Uh-huh. Like I think Stone Cold's dad died or something. So he didn't get a chance to do it. But like they wanted him to do all of these things. But then he was like sitting there saying like about how like a lot of people in our community don't really support award shows and things like that because they're quote unquote not for us kind of thing. Yeah, everything he was trying to do, he said they kept shooting down. But then it was like when he said, well, I'm not going to do it. When he threatened not to do it, they're like, okay, we're, we're missing out on having like Gerard Carmichael because he came out like that just elevated him to like the forefront of like, I guess, young black America, which is an audience that they're trying to capture. So for him to like not do something or say threaten to not do something so white America can sit there and say, hey, we got this young black guy who had this special. He came out. He's living in his truth. It's, it's like one of those things where it's like you see award systems trying to grow, you know, but it, but the Golden Girl Globes is a like famously the Golden Girl Globes. The Golden Girl Globes. <laughs> That's what that should be. The Golden Girl Globes. Yeah, like, everyone that, gets a B Arthur statue. Everybody gets a B Arthur head. Yeah. But yeah, the Golden Globes are like sort of famously uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press is what puts yeah. out the Golden Globes, and they're sort of famously a like sort of corrupt and don't give a shit. Yep. And uh, it's weird because I mean I'm surprised that they're shooting down anything because they would always put like Ricky Gervais up there as the host, and he just they just let him destroy rip into everybody. Yeah, and that like was the gimmick for a while for the just tear the shit out of the Hollywood uh, surface. I think uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did the same shit with just like, they did crapping on everybody, and that was that was that's famously like the award show where you go get hammered and yeah just have that kind of <laughs> right. yeah no one really cares because the Golden Globes are just everything right it's TV well, movies yes whatever. but also historically statistically with a few exceptions the top wins at the Golden Globe tend to be the top wins at the Oscars yeah the Golden oh, Globes really? kind of like are they like are the good beginning. precursor. It's mm-hmm. like, a, oh, by the way, here Golden Globes are like, here's the stuff you should be paying attention to, yeah. Academy. And then the Academy, like, whoa. Oh. And I think only, the only time, was it the year that Jamie Foxx was upset? Like, he had been winning everything. Was it Jamie Foxx or Denzel? One of them had been winning every award, including the Golden, but got to the Oscars and did not win. And that was, huh. like, the first time I in a long say, time. I think maybe it's Denzel. I think it was- that sounds like Denzel. it's one of those two. Yeah, I, it, I, I feel like it sounds more like a Jamie Foxx thing, like to get it's pissed. one of those two that he had gone through the whole season just killing it in best actor, killing and it was you know, Jamie Foxx is actually a very talented actor, right? Yeah, you yeah. just forget it sometimes because he's funny. We forget that he also is the same yeah. man who did Ray Charles, right? Yeah, yeah, but it was, I think it's like a 90 something percent rate that the top winners, best picture, best actress, best actor tend to be the same in both not on purpose that's just how it rolls out so you can kind of predict but there is the occasional upset that changes on oscar night yeah which is why all that to say is yes joe eventually (laughs) (laughs) those old people die young nerdy people could be but the storyline has to have and the reason i mentioned angela bassett because in order to get it the storyline has to take you high and take you low yeah that actor 
who tends to get a nod tends to have ridden an emotional roller coaster to get the nod. Well, right. I, I remember being and really emotionally moved uh, by Black Panther when his dad died, and it was like a yeah, like a choke. Well, that's up why I mentioned there. that like, movie in particular because yeah, yeah. that gives us space to see that right, and we see it in the last one. We're not talking sure. about that yet, but we see we see emotions happen. We yeah. don't get it always in the other Marvel movies. Sometimes we do. But even the yeah. way, like when we talked about the last Iron Man, even the way Tony Stark was playing his PTSD was not, they didn't go all the way in on it like they like you would for an Oscar win, right? Sure. Um, so, you know, they tend to be lighter for the most part because mm. who wants to be heavy in a Marvel movie? Yeah, so true. I think that would be the only trick. Well, I think yeah. when they do Taser Face, that'll be one they can really like <laughs> go <laughs> deep on Taser Face the movie and have him be Thank emotional. Uh, but okay, while Rocket and Groot remain behind to repair the ship and guard Nebula and right. Ego's ship is filled with uh, Mantis. Mantis and Drax <laughs> getting to know each other and the whole antenna bit. They have a little side bet uh, Star Lord and Drax have a bet about what her antennas do. Uh, <laughs> so it gives her a chance to tell us about her empathic empathic abilities, uh, and then the whole develop the whole Quill love for Gamora, sexual feelings. You have sexual feelings for her. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's embarrassing. You're so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, she go ha ha ha. Yeah, and then she's learning to laugh at practical jokes. Anyway, she has the ability to put people to sleep, which might come in handy later as we kind of figure. Mm. It's like, oh, I can put people. He helps me put them to sleep kind of thing just by whatever touching them. And then so we kind of make note of that for some possible foreshadowing. And then the Ravager, meanwhile, the Ravagers find Rocket and he has some fun. And there's a fun scene with him effing with all the Ravagers. Yeah. With all of his tech, uh, you know blowing them up and i just saw the those guys blowing up in the in the woods like no, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool that was fun mm. until yandu catches him with his arrow and he's like oh boy yep uh and they capture rocket but when yandu hesitates to turn over quill whom he raised his lieutenant craglin albfon terry who went to prom with my wife uh questions his objectivity <laughs> And another lieutenant, Taserface, leads a mutiny with help from Nebula. <laughs> Taserface. And Nebula helps and sh while she realizes that the Yarrow root isn't ripe, that she's been trying to eat the whole time. Yeah. And she finally gets a hold of it. Oh, it's not ripe. Uh, and that was like one of like the such a, a throwaway gag, but it's mm -hmm, like something like they, they built up just that gag yeah. like four times. <laughs> yeah. And just brilliant. I love the little shit like that. That's why I love this movie. Yeah. That's like the same thing with uh, Drax's sensitive nipples yeah. coming into play <laughs> at the end. <laughs> it's like you almost forgot that was even a line. And right. then... the very beginning when they were doing so, I have sensitive yeah. nipples. Oh, my nipples. <laughs> uh, and I have very sensitive nipples too, if I haven't mentioned that. Uh, I'm sure but... the listeners really needed to know that. Joe. <laughs> they want to know. Ego is a godlike celestial that manipulated the matter around its consciousness to form his home planet. Explains that he projected a humanoid guise to travel the universe and discover a purpose, eventually falling in love with Quill's mother, Meredith. 
And then we get the little penis bit about Quill's mom and Drax's parents. Uh, that's a little Kurt funny Russell's bit. dog. He's like, my parents always talk about consummate, you know, mm-hmm. having sex. Oh, that's gross. Listen, Drax is my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> he's great. Yeah. He's... So, and then I've, I've heard some buzz about Drax, like he's being replaced. Well, uh, Drax, uh, well, it's, it depends. Uh, we don't know how Guardians 3 is going to shake out exactly, but uh-huh. uh, it's generally projected as the last of the trilogy of these, this form of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. So we don't know which characters are going to remain. Maybe some will lose some characters. The the trailers for Guardians Three have, have looked like it's really going to lean into some really uh, emotional eras, especially with dealing with Rocket's origin and uh, like. But supposedly know, Drax gets killed. It's like possible. there's the, there's actually a thing where they like on uh, New Rockstar does a breakdown of like how. Um, Drax could possibly get killed, but then you know, like Dave there's Bart- a million ways he could get killed. Yeah. But Batista's Dave been Bart- mouthing off about being yeah. done with being Drax. Yeah. It's like saying, like I love Drax, he, I'm grateful for him, but I was I was getting worn out by that the makeup process, and yeah, I, I kind of don't want that silliness to be my entire legacy. But that's like a big wrestler dude who's who is in Glass Onion, by the way. Batista, he is that. really, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like huh. he's that's a guy trying to also. uh make himself into a uh, he doesn't want to get marketable stuck. commodity yeah he, he doesn't yeah i mean there's going to be a limited amount of roles for a giant muscled man like that yeah right so he's but he's i think what he has I mean, there's a debate recently on like the best wwe wrestler to move into acting and oh he's... it was hulk hogan with santa with muscles that was the greatest <laughs> achievement in the history of wrestling <laughs> acting is Hulk Hogan, Santa with muscles. You know, so what about that one John Cena did not too long ago where he was uh, babysitting? What's the name of that day? No, wait, wait, I'm mistaken. It's uh, Jesse Ventura's wordless role in Demolition oh, Man. Lord. No, you're, I you're think Batista about... has it though because <laughs> The Rock, well, I appreciate The Rock. The Rock has done a phenomenal job of transitioning and, and being on top of it, but character-wise, like playing characters, I think give him a couple of movies where he's not Drax and even including his time in, in Glass Onions, he has good timing comedically, but he also can dive deep. And I think he, deep he has, <laughs> he can deep dive. So yeah, I think saying. like there, there was one of some, uh, a friend of mine on Twitter had a thing where he was talking about uh, the rock as black Adam, which uh, his, he was trying to make that movie for 15 years and it didn't do very well and and like the guy said uh black adam is where we take everything the rock is good at and aggressively not do those things it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's everything that made the rock a successful character and movie star the, the everything that made people like the rock let's just take all that out because that's not what black adam as a character is in general uh, I haven't seen Black Adam yet, so I don't. I can't speak to the specifics on that. But it was just like Black Adam as a character is very, you know, powerful, supervillain, ruler of a country kind of things. Kind of, it's like sort of like a Doctor Doom, Namor mix thing uh, with Which, super, Superman's magic power. Magic like I've powers. seen it, and to me, um, what's the what's the, what's what's Shazam's villain name? Doctor, was it so? Well, give uh, an S. Dr. Savannah. Yeah. So Mark Strong 
it's one of those things where it's like if they could have gotten someone else to play that part. Like Mark Strong, who was, I, even though the movie was shitty, I think was a good Sinestro. Mark Strong probably could have been a good Black Adam. Like he has, he he had that that sort of evil edge to me, right? The the I, thing, yeah, uh, Mark Strong. When is, I say he's good at being villain, but but the anti, uh, villain slash anti hero, so he had he can do that. Like the Rock, like Black Adam. It's one of those things where it's like how Ryan Reynolds took forever to do Deadpool. He wanted, he really wanted to do Deadpool because that's Ryan Reynolds. That's a shtick. If the Rock is Black Adam, to me, it's just like like a nerd liking it. Like, let's say, that'd be like me sitting there saying, you know what? I want to be Black Superman so bad. This, this a- is the thing with, with, yeah, that's probably part of it, but probably what he built it into. But mm-hmm. I've, this is like 15 years ago. So this is the early 2000s. I remember because I was following nerd media at the time. It was kind of my job. Uh, he put out like this was, you know, pre Twitter even. There was like he sort of put out a press release and was it, like, like, ha- it was like there? a fan yeah. poll on like, like the like Yahoo fan poll or something or a <laughs> Google fan, something like that, where like he was like the rumor was he was in talks to mm-hmm. be uh in you know some comic book character this is before the mcu mm-hmm. i remember this specifically because like who should i play the rock like there right. was rumors that the rock was going to do something like that who should i play in the dc universe shazam or black adam and black adam won and in my brain knowing what nerds are like the only reason black adam won is because of the color of his skin and the color of that black adam is supposed to be nerd nerds at that time would not the rock would have been like what his talent is would have been much better as uh shazam he would be in that whole thing like zach levi in the shazam movie Mm -hmm. doing that the rock would be great at doing that because he'd be fun he'd be silly like jumanji is is half that where he's he's there's a little boy and the rock is pretending to be a little guy with more power that is he's very funny yeah right yeah he is great in that (laughs) But I knew it's like I, uh, I still remember going. Oh, the only reason these nerds are voting for Black Adam is because you look like uh, more like you should be. You'd be like in the Middle Eastern area. That's the. I only love that reason. you said back then nerds behave that way, Andy. Yeah, it's not back then. It's it's now that now racism is cured. Then. <laughs> since know, then, Obama yeah. fixed racism. No, no. I mean, it's I'm, in I'm there not a little saying... quieter about it, but it's still very much. <laughs> there are more people willing to accept uh, yes. cross racial casting than there were back in 2004 or so. All righty. <laughs> there are more. They're not enough, but there no. are more. There are more. Santa Claus was a black man. Yeah, I mean, in my house, that's an onyx. That's one of my, oh, my inflatables. It's Blanta. Atlanta, I love it. Uh, okay, so Taser Face imprisons Rocket and Yondu aboard the latter's ship and because, ex- executes his what's that? And executes because his Craglin, uh, yeah, Craglin accidentally did a mutiny. Yeah, like, yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't mean to do a mutiny. I didn't mean to do, yeah. Uh, and then they, they, we see him execute his loyalists by releasing them into the vacuum of space. And there's one of my favorite guys is Tolk. Tommy Flanagan plays him. Uh, yeah, he's, he's the guy from. Dude. I love him from uh, Sons of Anarchy. He's one of my what? favorite he's, characters. That's isn't that John Lovitz? That's the ticket guy. 
That's Tommy Flanagan. This is Tommy Flanagan. He's oh, also Tommy pretty Flanagan. good in, in this show called uh, is it in Fifty He's a Scottish World? guy. Yeah, he played the mobster on this show called uh, what is this? I think it's called Fuck whatever it is. It's like book four <laughs> of the Power Universe. He's like an Irish mobster. Oh yeah, I yeah I hadn't seen him in anything other than Sons of Anarchy, and I thought he was great. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah, that guy's great. Anyway, so Tolk, and I had to look up Tolk if that's a character, and of course it's a character in comics. T U L L K. Andy, what's the backstory on that guy? Uh, I (laughs) honestly don't know. Oh, boom! I stumped the professor. Wow, Andy, you're supposed to be like, uh, I'll give you more on that later. You're not supposed to admit to Joe you don't know. Boom. Well, uh, I I don't remember, recall his name being mentioned in the film, so that's one of the like there were a lot of characters I needed to look up for this movie, <laughs> and I did let you know the sovereign people were made up. For, and you didn't know that uh, it was a Tulk is T U L L K. I don't know. I just looked him up because I wondered if if it's Tommy Flanagan is he a real character and is he like a lawyer? Is it is there a storyline in the comics like this where he's loyal to? uh yondu or whatever so i didn't really do a lot of research but i figured you just i didn't know i never know if these guys are well-known comic book things that you guys have read about for years or if they're just like a one-off thing so that's i just wrote that down but uh, he's a galactic bounty hunter and mercenary who accepted jobs from anyone in, in the galaxy including ronan the accuser that's who tulk is in the comics but he doesn't have his own comic like the incredible tulk no <laughs> <laughs> i think he's probably i i don't see a lot based on his actual marvel comic stuff so i'm guessing much like this version of yondu he might have been introduced after these movies started coming out in the comics just think like well then we get the whole funny taser face scrotum hat thing uh (laughs) yeah it's metaphorical it's my taser face your name is taser face might as well be scrotum hat (laughs) (laughs) metaphorical wait 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 wait. do you shoot tasers out of your face Uh, yeah but like like i said uh last time uh apparently the taser face was actually in the comics in the 90s and the guy who uh created him uh said his like five-year-old son came up with a name that's funny i love that i still love that it's cute yeah um jim valentino is the creator of taser that's a creator Um, 1990 then ego we find out that uh ego hired yondu to collect the young quill after Meredith's death, but the boy was never delivered, and Ego has been searching for him ever since. Uh, he teaches Quill to manipulate the celestial power on uh, that whole little thing where he creates the ball and he gets mm-hmm. to play ball with his dad, which is, you know, what he's always wanted to do. And every that's <laughs> metaphorical. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's a cliche thing. Everybody wants to yeah. do that. their dad throw a ball with him, I guess. But Nebula leaves to find and kill Gamora whom she blames for the torture inflicted on her by their adoptive father, Thanos. And uh, the plan to destroy Thanos with every conceivable weapon makes Cragley uneasy. Craglin. Uh, Craglin. I don't know why I wrote Cragley. Oh, somebody else wrote this. I'm reading somebody's description on Wikipedia, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, I was thinking like a pretty necklace to make the other girls <laughs> jealous. That's what it says. Like, like, <laughs> like Ooh, what, what are you going to do with your winnings? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, it, just the way that he, he like she was going through this whole thing, and he was just looking at her and just said like, "Oh, it was it was like, yeah, okay, whatever kind of thing." You know, he had this like, "I don't give a shit," but then also kind of like, "Yeah, have fun with that kind of thing." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's uh, that's uh, James, uh, not James Gunn, um, Sean Gunn, Sean Gunn. Who went to prom with my wife, <laughs> and who I, I believe actually did the physical uh, stuff for Rocket. Rocket, yeah, I always mention that before. Yeah, he was yeah. actually the Rocket guy, I guess. So the physical part, but yeah. but yeah, and he was also in Gilmore Girls, which my daughter's really into. And I was watching, I was like, hey, you know, mommy knows that guy. She's like, really? Yeah. He did, she, uh, I guess he did. You like sit in a bar and say, like, you know, my my wife knows Craglin from my. <laughs> I do. You know, she knows him. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of connections with people that are on TV. So I think it's been a weird thing for my kids to grow up. And they, when they were little, they really thought we knew more people than we did just because there would be like a background person that we knew, you know, that, mm-hmm. oh, we know that guy. So they like really thought, like, oh, do you know that guy? Like, do you know Obama? Like, do you know him? Like, no, we don't know. Obama. We don't know anything. Like, you must know everyone. <laughs> no, yeah. we know like seven people that have been on TV. So then now we know everybody. Uh, but they were when they were little, they didn't get it. They, they didn't get the difference. Now they kind of get that we're losers. But uh, <laughs> then they didn't. Uh, no, you're not. Don Cheeto's your best friend. So. Don Cheeto and Jeez. I interacted once. He rolled his eyes at me hard. And uh, then that started a beautiful friendship. Yeah, we are best buds. He's going to be on the podcast episode 751. Look out for that one when we get to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, Nebula. Okay, where are we at? Uh, oh, no. Nebula's uh, uh, I think you want to point out before while she's doing this and he's playing ball with his dad that Gamora is like, something's off the whole time. She knows something's off, but no one's listening to her. So let's note that. Gamora does and knows there's something off. Yeah, Gamora doesn't trying, trust yeah. Ego. So Star-Lord didn't trust yes, Ego at first. Right. Yeah, right, Gamora right, right. said, you should go find this out. And then yeah. now Star-Lord is trusting Something's him, and then yeah. Gamora's going, nah, this ain't right. And she doesn't yep. trust Mantis either. Like, what's going no. on? Or, is it Mantis? Is that the right name? Yeah. Manta? Yeah. Mantis? Ma- Mantis, Mantis starts to try to confess something to Drax and then shuts up. And uh, When Gamora like, shows eh. up. She's like, what were you about to guy. say? So she's uneasy about all of it. It's it interesting. Like they got quiet when she came out. Like, yeah, the the, the, the the environment, not the environment, the uh, mood vibe changed. changed. Yeah, yeah. Vibe. Vibe, her y'all. intuition, she her, her more intuition. Plus, she's also trying to uh, deny that she has any feelings for Quill. Of course, yeah. I mean, there is no unspoken thing. Uh, of course, it'd be interesting to see a backstory. I don't know if it may be in the comics. There's a comic I can read that tell us like the backstory of Nebula and Gamora and their childhood a little, like a little more. In we depth get more of that. of that. We get more of that. A little bit more of that in Infinity War. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Uh, G- Gamora and Nebula play a big part in Infinity. Oh, War. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, just the thought of that when she explains how, you know, every time I would lose to you, Thanos would would replace part of me with. Uh, metal or robotics or whatever just kind of how she's half robot half human is kind of like that's an interesting concept i think for like a a, a series or a something you know like right even just one of those things where it's like not a series but like a comic book series like it'd be interesting to read i don't know it's like you see might be with, depressed after you read with that exchange you <laughs> yeah. see how it's like, essentially child abuse joe i mean it's awful more, but it's crazy yeah 
Sorry, go ahead, Art. Sorry. <laughs> like how Gamora, she is like she has like that warrior mentality. So it's like she always wants to win. We're like Nebula, who who comes off harder than Gamora is. You know, she even she basically sitting there saying like all she really wanted was like a sister. Like she has so much hatred in her for Gamora, not because she wanted to best her or beat her and all of this. She just wanted, you know, a sister. It was a familiar thing for her. Yeah, she wanted Gamora, someone to back up, yeah. back her up from being Yeah, whereas, whereas Gamora, it was just like pound, 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 pound. Huh, I got a win, I got... And that's also because I guess it's the way Gamora It's also survival. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's survival. As, 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 yeah. as you figure out stories in an abusive home, sometimes some kids have to figure out how to survive and it's not pretty and it's not cute and it does... Yeah. It tears up a generation of children. So it would be an interesting watch, but like a faux documentary. So we could actually feel our feels when we watched it, when we go in, like a true crime documentary on Thanos as a parent. Ooh, That's what I yeah. want to see. That's I mean, we like, cool. uh, we do get some, we uh, get some, we get some of that in Infinity War. And but I want a full doc, faux documentary. Somebody there's call some, me. Let's there's some kid somewhere in some small college some small liberal arts college writing a thesis paper on Thanos and fatherhood. And it's probably brilliant. Uh, it probably uh, is. I'm sure there are at least 25 of them in the, in circulation now. And I would read them all. I would, uh, the true crimer in me would be like, yes. And this is how you create. Monsters. And that is a uh, TBJ mm-hmm. spinoff podcast where she just reads Marvel <laughs> theses. There you go. <laughs> On top of Two Sisters in True Crime, she also yes. has this. Reading theses while making feces. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, aren't we always all making feces unless you're not eating? Not like your body is just you, making feces. Not like that we want to talk not about. Or How do you know my toileting <laughs> schedule? All right. While well, in prison, Rocket and Yandu. Well, can I say this? I want to yeah. say this real quick. Oh, well, I'm, the I'm one of, of those feces. people. I'm one of those people who believes, who, who doesn't believe and taking things into the bathroom with them <laughs> to read. Like, I believe in the, the I believe in fecal atmosphere. Right? <laughs> so, like, my phone. You don't want to flag it. Like, like I, I'm not sitting on the, flag. I'm not sitting on the toilet on my phone. I'm not oh sitting gosh. on the toilet reading any type of material because, yeah, I, I'm just that's like that's like that's like sitting on the toilet and eating to me. Yeah, like, I, feel um, like, I feel like if you sit on the toilet scrolling through your phone. Andy has half of his Andy. meals on the toilet. <laughs> this is conversation you do not want to have. <laughs> I, I'm just thankful I no longer have to sit there and read the ingredients of shampoo bottles instead. Well, see, that's different. It's the shampoo bottle is already in the bathroom. Like if you had a But some people put magazine have, wraps that's in their bathroom. That's, different. that's, that's true. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's say for instance, Uncle John's bathroom <laughs> reader is a let's say for yeah. instance series of books. A, you have signed. a roommate or your husband, your wife, whoever, right? Takes in the morning newspaper into the bathroom, <laughs> sitting there reading the paper, <laughs> licking their finger, turning the Hopefully page. Hopefully they can like, turn without licking their finger, but go for it. it. That's just whatever. <laughs> They're sitting there reading the newspaper, right? They get finished. Oh, I'm finished with the newspaper. Sit the newspaper on the sink, finish doing whatever they've been, they've been in all of that stuff. They wash their hands. They did wash their hands. They come out the bathroom 
and they bring out the newspaper. Do you want to touch that newspaper? Not me. Not me. Because uh, honestly, if that's your partner, you've touched plenty of their fecal matter in some form it, or another. What, what, your <laughs> Wait a minute. What are you doing, TBJ? Your here's butt the is thing, on man. the same toilet that their here's butt is the on thing. to use the here's bathroom. The thing, no. That's, that's un, it's, 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 I don't want to say it's unknowingly, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, oh it's like I got to breathe the same air as you, right? But, but, but most people keep part- their bathroom reading. Like I think about my dad. He has a thing of like a few <laughs> magazines that he reads in the bathroom. They yeah, stay in already, there. They're already if he's in there. Read this month's but, Ebony. But don't like, go back and read like, the next. It's article. like double dipping. It's like double dipping. It. It's like double dipping the chip. Like you, like the fresh newspaper went in the bathroom with you. Now you coming back out. That newspaper ain't fresh no more. And it got fecal atmosphere all up, all up in it. Oh, I, I can guess what Andy's thinking right now is <laughs> the funny papers when we were kids. My dad was known <laughs> to tag the newspaper. You described what my dad would do every Sunday morning. We love. We couldn't wait for the Sunday comics, but they all smelled like my dad's ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, and moving this on. Is, this is about guiding the galaxy. Moving on. Everybody's yeah. on their way. Ego now. I have famously huge turds. But yes. while in prison, Rocket and Yandu bond, and Groot is too adorable to kill. Uh, the torture part is aggravating when they torture little baby Groot. That's the hardest part, I think, for no guy. But the bit where they're trying to get him to free them, uh, Rocket and Yandu is hilarious and fun. He keeps bringing the wrong trying thing. to get him to go to the drawer, and he's like, Here. Yeah. and they're like, That's no. my underwear, <laughs> you know, the toe. You know, and and we find out why Groot doesn't like hats. He doesn't like he doesn't like hats. Wait, that's why you don't like hats? <laughs> because we're the conversation we should be having right now. <laughs> like that whole thing. And it's like, whose toe is that? Please tell me that toe was already detached when you brought it. So if you have like a chest somewhere where you keep a bunch of severed human toes, <laughs> then let's that, not speak of this again. That whole bit was funny, and I love because that establishes his ineptitude. So when everything is relying on him later to like stop everybody from dying with a bomb, it's like oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's the rocket like, says later. Tree. Listen, honestly, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> What's gonna happen? He is the baby part of Baby Groot is still yes, there. it's freaking adorable. Dumber, smaller Groot, as Drax refers to him. And then uh, Groot and Kraglin, the latter having never intended to start the mutiny, free Rocket and Yondu, and they use Yondu's arrow to destroy the ship and its crew as they escape. But Taserface warns the Sovereign before dying. Uh, as and then, uh, the Sovereign laugh at his name, too. Yeah. Taserface. Tell yes. all that, that, that hear about <laughs> this. Who told you? Taserface. And she's sort of laughing at him. Yeah. And he blows up. That's... Just a funny, another bit that they carried on and kept doing, you know, one more time on that taser face joke. It was great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that the scene where the arrow's flying all over the place and Rocket's just like shooting through walls because he's looking at the cameras where people are and blasting. Yes. That was really cool. That was the show. Artistic and well done. Yeah, really cool. Mm -hmm. And just like get your kind of excited there's all these but cool little the good soundtrack as well like yeah yeah helps like a everything good, comes together well yeah a good uh well-chosen song really enhances uh an action scene yeah like if sure. you watch uh what's the movie with um the the king's the king's men the one where they have uh the dude from the the uh, colin yeah, firth colin firth and like free bird is playing Oh really? Like, there's like a an episode of 
Family Guy where Meg and Chris fight these kids in this um in the cafeteria, which basically rips off the whole Kingsman fight with like the whole time they're doing it like free free bird, which I think is one of the greatest songs ever. But Freebird. Yeah. That's great. Uh then we get Yandu, Craglin, and Groot with their seven hundred jumps, funny faces. Uh, <laughs> all like that. They had to do 700 jumps all at once. Yep. And their faces are all good. But while they're jumping, the action's still happening on the planet. Yeah. Or on Ego. Yes. That's right. Then Gamora and Peter dance. Then they argue. And she senses something. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't tell anybody I did this. You know, kind of thing. Nebula arrives at Ego's planet and tries to kill Gamora. The two of them keep changing their minds between killing each other and saving each other. Uh, this is kind of a funny, fun little, you know, kind of bit between them. Um, uh, but yeah, like they're one second they're saving each other, one second they're killing each other. I mean, Ego, siblings. Yeah, that's siblings, yeah. Ego Kill. explains to Peter, what? It's like, but then like that conflict, at the end of that conflict, they finally get to the point of their animosity. and They finally start talking, yeah, yeah. Out a little bit, which, yeah. Communication does wonders. Yep. Ego explains to Peter they are the sailor. We're both the sailor in the Brandy song. Brandy, like the what a good wife you would be. And they talk about those lyrics, but it's so crazy. They talk about that whole song in depth. And that song always reminds me of uh, when I was 16, I had a job at Murray's Auto Parts, and that was on the music. (laughs) That song was on the music, like every. 15 songs. I love working songs. retail and hearing Muzaks. Oh, gosh. I knew that and song. I, I knew every word of that song. I just closed. Oh. <laughs> You're going to sing the whole thing. Uh, and then Mantis wakes Drax. Uh, and it's like warning him, wants to talk to him. Gamora and Nebula discover a cavern. Wait, you're brushing over the fact that when she wakes him, this is the funniest part to me. He thinks she's coming on to him. Oh, that's right. And he's like, I already told you you're ugly. And then he's like, and she's like, what are you doing? He was like, I was picturing it in my head. And he's regurgitating. She's like, I don't even like you like that. Yes. That was a funny bit. That was funny too, yeah. Gamora and Nebula discover a cavern filled with skeletal remains. And Yandu gives the your me speech to rocket after group mm-hmm. group barfs. Uh, <laughs> after group barf, I can't remember. I know group barfs because they just done all the jumps and uh, oh, that's right, the jumps were yeah, they're doing the jumps. That's right. And then it's like I here's but but just think about like that scene where Yandu is sitting there uh, drilling down on all of Rocket's emotional barriers, all his defenses, everything he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's a real like emotional scene where they're just drilling down to each other's flaws that they all know each other, and it's a fucking blue guy with a red mohawk and a talking raccoon. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's what's great about the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. That's what's because... great, but it's also probably what keeps it from ever winning anything. Like they can't win an Oscar if you're a blue guy with a mohawk talking to a talking raccoon. It could. I mean, it Mine... didn't, but it could. It could. It's an anthropo. God damn it. Get it. anthropomorphic yeah my you don't remember that year where the um the the girl was in love with the dude from the sewer and it kept winning all the goddamn awards the shape oh, of things yeah, yeah. no 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 shape not water shape of water yeah so shape of things is an entirely different movie where uh, rachel weiss completely emasculates uh paul rudd in the oh you're right possible 
No, it's the shape of water. But yeah. so never say never about a blue guy because that yeah. movie was everywhere. Like like the more that sci-fi fantasy genre stuff dominates everything that gets released, the more likely we'll eventually have a superhero movie that everyone goes, holy shit, that was a really great one. Yes. But it might it might have to be when someone makes a really good Superman movie or like but then the, also probably the not, Aragons, not, not kind of push it as a superhero movie. Like trying to try to get away from like it'll be hard to get away from it, but not sit there like, yeah, well, you know, I don't think you have hero. to all the way get away from it. Like we said, the Dark Knight did well. It got like, recognized I, I, as a good film with yeah, good actors. And I think if you could do uh, more rather than, you know, I think Phase 4 tried to do a lot of like more standalone stuff rather than specifically pushing the next project. Yeah. But uh, more the more standalone a story is, the more uh, more likely I think it will be to win something. Like if, if they did yeah. a really good adaptation of, I think it's Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman which is like it which completely embraces everything that's ever been like over the top and crazy about superman but it's basically like the story is this is superman's last day he's he's something's he's got some kind of poison or something he's going to die this is how much stuff he does in a day this is all, like all the shit maybe sean gunn's brother do this that could be like i could see james james gunn the director of this is now the head of you know dc mm -hmm. movie creative no relation to billy gunn from that scissor me daddy ass <laughs> mr ass <laughs> all right i i would like that quote to be in the opening yes <laughs> but uh yeah i like there are some really good or, or there's some really solid you know like single issue stories in comics yeah. that would, i think would if you could make a movie based on that without the trappings of having to well, maybe tie they, into they, something they, and they do they that do. sometimes but, yeah they do but, that sometimes yeah a lot of I'm people looking... that watch movie they're like oh i didn't realize this was a comic book movie or this a movie yeah, based on, right or, or this show was based on the comics because it's like it doesn't have men in types so to speak but and i think what andy's saying is right though like the power of a standalone you have time to deep dive into some things and like i'm looking at the dark knight on top of heath ledger it had cinematography nomination it had best director nominations like if someone steps in and builds a film in this world heavy and it can go places yeah heavier yeah, over the top a... right well mantis ego's naive mm -hmm. empath servant grows close to drax and warns him of ego's plan and gamora and nebula also learn the plan as rocket yondu groot and craglin arrive uh in an old piece of construction that Yandu once used to rob the bank of Ascavaria. Uh, I love that they brought up the Ascavarians again. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Ascavaria. I forgot. Oh, I once used that Man to rob the bank of Ascavaria. And it was like, uh, Man, was laying with an Ascavarian. Yeah. Star Lord had time. picked up an Ascavarian chick. Yeah. I looked them up. I Googled the Ascavarians at one point. It was like they're, they look like, uh, squids or something, you know, they, they have like a bunch of tentacles on their face and stuff. Uh, ego reveals to Quill that should never be sung in that voice. Sorry. Wait, what, what did he say? <laughs> Him tied that show tentacle porn. <laughs> no, uh, ego reveals to Quill that in his travels he planted seedlings on thousands of worlds that can terraform into new extensions of himself, but only the power of two celestials can activate them. 
To that end, he impregnated countless women and hired Yandu to collect some of the children, but killed them all when they failed to access the celestial power. At first, dad was, of the year. Yeah, dad, a great, what a great father. And he was just playing ball with him. At first, under Ego's influence, Quill fights back when Ego reveals that he gave Meredith the brain tumor that killed her due to the distraction she po- distraction she posed. Isn't that crazy? My whole heart broke. Oh, that see, this was an emotional moment, moment right? And Chris no, Pratt, I, I will was a say good actor. This, yeah. Listen, I'm I may or may not cried at this movie. Yeah. Um, but come on, like that's heartbreaking because all you've had is your mom. Yeah. And you were lied to by this guy saying, I loved your mom. She was like the love of my life. JK, my poisoned her with the virus. Yeah, like I gave her cancer. Like the one, yeah. the worst thing in your whole life is that your mom died. Because she was distracting me I from my yeah. purpose. Yeah, right. right. But yeah, like as much as he's capable of love is like, it, it, it doesn't, he goes awful. But like, yes, I, I, what I like is that he did that. Like in, like he said, if I knew if I visited a fourth time, I'd never leave. I'd give up my whole meaning thing and just to be with her. But he couldn't see that as meaning. He had to have this higher celestial spread thing, and that's yeah. Like like later, Quill's like you know, families worth meaning. Uh, all this stuff that you're telling me, I need to throw away to embrace your higher meaning that is the meaning right that's and so he that was his thing he loved meredith but he also couldn't uh, give up his mission he he couldn't get over his own ego his ego had to be sated yep because and his ego was so huge because he's a fucking celestial and yes you could be we are gods yeah be just like everyone else what's wrong with that that's the the kicker at the end of this big old fight and it's 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 interesting it's a beautiful moment because it says something about humanity right Mm -hmm. and all of its blue man raccoon talking (laughs) celestial beings in this it's a conversation about humanity and how we treat others and what is important even the stuff with the other ravengers previous we don't talk about them but you know um yondu has a past with other ravengers and a lot of that he's at conflict with them right oh yeah um, like yeah that's the whole thing it, is yeah with the stallone with stakar yondu kind of kind of kind of got a father this is all about family in every yep. little form and betraying yeah. the family systems mm-hmm. yeah and the family you choose over the family that yep. you, you know you have that one thing have. where he yeah where gamora yells at him and he says, well, like, you know, this, he's my family and all this. He's like, well, I thought you already had a family kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. It, I finally found my family. I thought you already had. Yeah. Right. It's uh, yeah, this is what this is all about. So it makes me very curious how what Guardian 3 is is going to tackle. To be interesting. The destruction of family, maybe. Well, a lot the of this solution of family. This part was hard for me to understand. I mean, that. A lot of it, I just yeah, it's not explosions and whatever. So, but so, and I'm reading this Joe description. Exposition. You heard are it you is. saying you are not in touch with your emotions enough to handle the emotional part of the movie? Maybe. We'll but, get you there. But this part time. that I'm reading in this description, that I stole off Wikipedia. Uh, I want to talk about because maybe you guys got this and I missed it. But it, it basically, it says that. Ego reveals he gave Meredith a brain tumor that killed her due to the distraction she posed, forcing Ego to parasitically draw Quill's energy 
to activate the seedlings, which begin to consume every world. So his seedlings of his ego life are in yes, all these remember planets. he said he right. planted bits everywhere but, and he yeah. said like one then like one celestial isn't quills. enough but two celestials right. that's he, why he that's his goal the whole reason he was seeding he wanted himself to suck he, find he wanted, somebody else yes. that could do it and then suck their energy he out that's why he was killing his other kids yeah. because he yeah. had been trying to grab he'd been first he'd been populating the world right um in an effort to make a second celestial all those kids he murdered did not turn out. Basically, he was creating, it's almost like he's creating homunculus. And like some of them are actually, like they weren't viable. Where Quill would, Quill was highly viable. And that's like the, when Quill forms the little energy ball for the first time, you see Ego go, yes! Because right. but he's, he's excited. so excited because it's the first one in millions of tries that has actually been able to have right. the but, celestial power. But I guess my question is at this point, is he saying, he was lying about wanting them to rule no, together. He, he, now he, he wants them wants to, to work together, Quill's. but since Quill is now resisting and won't refuse to do it, it's like, it. I'm going to do it anyway. Now you're going to be a bad power. Okay. Because yeah. he's, because he's upset about that. He's not, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. He, he would love but to now do he it has to just yeah. try to suck Quill's all power to himself. Yes. Okay. They gotcha. would do it together, except you killed his mom. So, so he can fulfill this meaning he's decided on and right. feels like is immutable that he can't change his mind about. And I it's love the whole mission. battle between them and the effects of all that. And when he finally like melts in the sand, it's like so creepy, but cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the, the, the reunite. Yeah, really. Yeah. Ugh, it's very creepy and cool, but it's, and you know, a lot of times his, all of his energy falls off and he has to reform into a skeleton again. And it's all like really cool effects that we didn't have in the eighties. Uh, well, they're trying to put him off for a while. So before he is forming or really figures them out, remember Mantis is warning them when he's close and Mantis is the one who gives them the key to how to destroy him, which is where you need baby Groot to fulfill a mission where we're yeah. not so sure that baby Groot has a yeah. clear understanding. Blow up his center uh, core or whatever. Yeah. And nobody which has a red tape. button. <laughs> yes. He's like, which one? This. No. Yeah. I'm which yeah. one? I am I don't okay. know which one. That's, That's very cutesy, one. too, right? It's like, she's like, yeah. you, like I just want to hug baby Groot, right? Yeah. <laughs> you do. Well, I'm sure they sold tons of little baby Groot oh, stuffed yeah. animals and toys. Of course. And Baby Groot is what hooked my wife into the MCU, I think. I mean, <laughs> it happened to a lot of people coming, a lot of people who never watched Star Wars. Yeah. Broken because of. Uh, right. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. Baby, Baby Groot. Grogu. 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 Baby Yoda. Yeah. Are you saying who's the cutest? Who's the cutest? Yeesh, that's hard. If you had to choose, who would you I'm choose? I'm not choosing. I, I go I, baby, I, Yoda. Mm, baby Yoda. I think I go Baby Groot. I gotta go Baby Groot. I'd go Baby Yoda, but I don't want to choose. So <laughs> as if you put a gun to my head, they're both cute, and we can have like a Muppets nursery. Remember that when we had the Muppets Muppet babies? TV yeah. Show? yeah, we, we can have that. a series where we have Baby Yoda and Baby Groot, and they go on cross cross right. We're coming. See, we're coming Star, up with all these Star, programs. Star Wars is a Marvel property now. Pro oh, it is. True. So we could cross franchise. <laughs> we need to. Yes. Life with Baby Groot and Baby Yoda, like on their own little miniature adventures. 
They okay, did just do uh, a few, uh, like a little short mini series of Baby Groot shorts are on. Disney yeah, Plus yeah, as those well. are kind of funny. That's yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, the reunited Guardians do travel to Ego's brain at the planet's core, during which Yondu reveals that he kept Quill to spare him from the fate of Ego's other progeny. And he was like, I knew he was killing them all, and I kept you alive. As they come under attack from the Sovereign's drones, uh, at this point, Wham Bam Shangalang plays. Uh, wham Bam Shangalang. I love that that becomes the theme music of the Sovereign. Uh, <laughs> Mantis, because every time they come back, that song comes back on. It's kind of a cool, another great use of music, this cool music. Uh, Mantis puts Ego to sleep while they make a plan. You know, I don't know if you can do it. I don't believe in you. I didn't believe you could do it. You know, I believe you can do it. I didn't believe she really could. That whole thing with Drax. Uh, Rocket makes a bomb using the stolen batteries, which Groot is going to plant. And the training, here comes the training bit and the tape bit. Anybody have any tape? I love this. (laughs) Hey, do you have any, <laughs> hey, come on. Do you have any tape? <laughs> would Scott's tape yeah, work? Scott's yeah, Scott's tape would work. <laughs> I don't have yeah. any. Then why did you ask if Scott's tape would work? We don't have any. Like that whole f- bit is just the mundane ridiculousness of people is just like that Scott's tape bit is just great. Like that's because you're like in the heat of battle. Yeah. yeah. In the, the heat of tape. battle. Here comes this bit. Yeah, do you have any tape? It's like a Seinfeld episode in the middle of a Marvel. Movie. I mean, yes. they do that a, like the, the the Guardians do that a lot. Like they yeah. do. I'm thinking like in Infinity War, we see some like this banter back and forth. Yeah, while that's they're in what the they do well. They're the some they're sort the of group. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, like I, I wonder who came up with those. Like who wrote those? Like somebody funny wrote. James Gunn co-wrote. Uh, I don't know if he. I think he either wrote or co-wrote the script. My wife did say those gun brothers are funny. I mean, that's why she hung out with them. They were funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, Like Colt and um, what's the name? Gun. Colt and Austin gun. Are they like them? Bart and Billy gun? What guns are better? Bart and Billy, Sean and John. I mean, Sean and James, Colt and Austin. And Austin. Well, we need TBJ to, to watch all of the Royal Rumbles to really weigh in on it. Uh, all right. Nebula saves the day by giving the ship enough power to destroy the Goldie people's ships. Uh, she, you know, she sacrifices the Goldie people. Uh, and she does, you know, she like sacrifices kind of her body for the, for the good of the cause, which kind of makes she sense. makes use of the robot. Like, this is going to hurt. She makes use of, of her robot parts and her immense tolerance for pain. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's like, don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta save you heard the it day. Here first. That's a Donnie ba- Donnie Bale says that all the time. I love it. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and then, then it comes one of my favorite lines of the whole movie <laughs> is I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> you look like Mary Poppins. Is it cool? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's really cool. I'm Mary but I Poppins, love that y'all. moment. It's so sweet because <laughs> he he does he wants after realizing what was done for him. And I think we as an audience figured it out pretty early on when we figured out what Eagle was. That Yandu was um, good. Yeah. Yeah, that he didn't keep him because he needed a miniature scavenger. But I think it was it's really cute that he said it as a throwaway joke, but really after thinking about it for a second. Because Mary Poppins is a caretaker who comes in and changes kids' lives, right? There you go. Like, yeah, yes. You Where it's so, it's cute Ew. because it's also a very soft moment. Yeah. So he starts it off like making fun of, haha, you look like Mary yep. Poppins. 
is he cool? <laughs> and you're right, that pause there where he's like, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, that <laughs> Mary, that. yeah. And then he comes out, Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> it's just like, uh, that's why it's great. It's just so yeah. great. And you can't, I, I, like, and I, that's Michael Rooker, ladies and gentlemen, the guy who plays Yandu, Michael Rooker. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> Mary Poppins, y'all. Just <laughs> yeah, the like, way also, he sells girl, that. Sweet, funny moment. Dead. What'd you say? Girl's brother from Walking Dead. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He was on that show. I never saw. I never Walking watched Walking Dead. I didn't either. Yeah, TBJ is cool for not watching Walking Dead. We bond yeah. over. I tried to. Series, it's no, it's just I. You know what? I a zombie apocalypse might happen. I don't want to um, be down and and have bummer days watching it on TV and then having to live through it because yeah. we live in a trash or universe. Walking Dead, the zombie <laughs> apocalypse is, ba- is more a sort of backstory. It's it's the survival of the people. Yes, but my point is like watching that survival and then having to the only thing, this trash world. Here's, here's the thing though. There's there's there are depths in The Walking Dead that would make that would really tug at your heartstrings. I especially know. because there are like such a small amount of characters that you kind of fall in love with. I mean, they I they, they diverge from it. the comic a lot, but it's still just like when you see like Glenn get killed, spoiler. And Walking Dead, it's like you you was with them for like five or six seasons, and it's yeah. like, what the fuck? How could you do this to him? Um, you know? After and they died brutally. And knowing what we are like when we have things like a coronavirus, I don't want to watch people surviving because it is heartbreaking to watch what could actually happen if we don't get our shit together. And we right. aren't doing so well as humans in right. America. So, you know, that's why I watch all the fluff on the Hallmark channel because it makes me feel good. Clears your serotonin brain. Yeah. Clears your keeps mind. Keeps me yep. from being a depressed huddle under some blankets because <laughs> this world. Yep. Yeah. My escape is Newhart, the Newhart show right now. I'm watching that. Bob Newhart. Yeah. Uh, just at night sometimes yeah i've that. been uh watching james garner shows either uh rockford files or maverick i've been watching yellowstone i've been getting a lot is of it weird... good is yellowstone good is it violent I... it's not is it? it's wild west right is it old west no, stuff? It's, 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 it's not, not old wild west. west oh it's well, like modern day they, montana they, or they, something. yeah they have what 1880 oh. they have 1883 which is a sequel and then they just came out with 1923 with harrison ford which is a sequel but is there movies or tv shows tv TV show oh but it's like kevin costner taylor sheridan fuck kevin costner (laughs) sorry i can't do no kevin costner all right cool moment there's a cool moment of posing this cool like action movie moment comic book thing where they're all just kind of the heroes after the mary poppins moment and then Mantis, look out! <laughs> and uh, but he says that after she gets knocked out, oh, Mantis, look out! Uh, and then we have the "Ow, my nipples" moment as they send Drax with Mantis up top. Oh, my nipple! <laughs> Nebula saves Gamora and then says, "Get over it." You know that whole thing, that whole funny moment there. Then everybody seems about to die. Drax and Mantis are in quicksand. Yondu's buried in rocks. Rocket's smothered in ego. Uh, Gamora and Nebula also are, and Groot's buried. Uh, and then at the last second, before getting buried, Yandu says, "I use my heart to control the arrow, not my head." Or yep, you know, and uh, that kind of 
oh oh he realizes uh at that moment um uh, and that's what gives, he needed yep yeah star lord the power to kind of win the day when we just when we think all is lost that's how we know it's gonna turn around and we have the you shouldn't have killed my mom and smashed my walkman uh <laughs> and then i think all i just made a side note all generation xers get excited when they see the walkman i think with the orange you know with the, with the little orange one. buff because we all had that yeah, everybody yeah, had yeah. like I, I remember andy and i's older brother beef had the one with the orange like he had that same one with the orange ones and i was always jealous i wanted that one i only had the, the little black ones you know the sony you know there's all these different brands or whatever he always had better ones it seemed like but he was a teenager at the time we weren't yet anyway. yeah but uh i feel like just like just seeing those walkmans i'm so nostalgic and just pine for those days where i have to rewind the tape on my right. belt as i walk like i yeah. can't leave the house like i'm going to my dad's for the weekend i'm not leaving the house until i get my walkman clipped on my belt and my headphones on and i have enough tapes for the walk you know like yep. for the walk there the walk back while i'm there that weekend you know like uh and the fact that you don't always have i was talking to someone about this the other day about cassette tapes and it was one of my teen nieces and i was like not only are you functioning off cassette tapes but sometimes you would buy just singles so one side yeah. is yeah. one song and you got the beach side remix yeah. of the other side or the different songs, singles. but that's it you're just yeah. flipping between those two yeah and sometimes you have a whole cd but you know your moods vary who knows what you're gonna put in there well and i just remembered several times of that and then you that. got you got like like raekwon and chef the purple tape everybody in the hip-hop community <laughs> love having the purple tape raekwon the chef um <laughs> i was gonna say back then i felt like there was like this need to learn all those songs uh, i can't learn all the words unless i listen to this song 5500 oh yeah times. you rewind it you yeah you, you rewind, rewind play it again you play it again. Yeah, wait, i and, missed the part i missed the part and with the single the cool thing with the single if it had a different version on the back you just flip it over listen to that flip it back over yep. flip it back over i'm gonna get the words down and i i remember writing down the word like trying to write down the words and because you were them. cool if you knew them yeah if you knew yeah you're the coolest kids knew all the goddamn words uh okay quill fights ego with his newfound celestial powers uh to distract him long enough for the other guardians and mantis to escape uh Groot plants on the brain he plants the bomb on the brain the bomb explodes killing ego and dis disintegrating the planet quill loses his celestial powers soon after ego's death uh yandu sacrifices himself to save quill and dies in the vacuum of space another heart-wrenching moment well, before we get there, we know the sacrifice is coming because Rocket says to Yandu, I have this and this. I only have one of each. Right. And Yandu says, give it to me and I'll do it. And he, do Rocket that. knows what he's going to do. Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, dog. And then Yandu's like, let me do one thing right. Mm. Yep. And that right there, that's, that's moment. Yeah. I started to tear up right there. Yeah. Let me do one thing right. I was like. <laughs> and then when Chris Pratt you know realizes what he's doing for him mm -hmm. like the emotion in his voice again a great a good actor you know yeah mm -hmm. and there's these moments that are you know it's like and, basically and, you know he he's losing his quote-unquote father figure his know? real yeah. father yeah i and mean he's been also, his only father figure yeah. his, since his mom died he's a blue guy 
and we're getting emotional about a blue guy. And, and there's the, also the bit where Gamora's like, we're not leaving without Quill, and she's about to go load up yes. and go back in for him, and Rocket right. knocks her out. Yeah. yeah. Because he can only stand to lose one he friend. He says, I'm only losing one Yeah, friend that moment, too. I can yep. only lose one friend. Yeah, that's that was another emotional moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Yandu sacrifices save Quill, thank him in space. Uh, welcome to the, and then we hit the line, welcome to the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy. Only he didn't use freaking. Uh, like Groot said, we got to talk about your language, you know. <laughs> hey, whoa, uh, whoa! But I love during that big battle, Quill turns into Pac Man for a second like, yeah. when he's fighting. I'm like, well, that's what he's saying when he gets the powers in the first place. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna yes. build some weird shit. I'm gonna yeah, build some he weird does shit. say, yeah. Well, yeah, he's a Pac Man and some and other Heather Locklear. Heather Locklear, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Uh, anyway, having reconciled with Gamora, Nebula still chooses to leave and resume her quest to kill Thanos by herself. The Guardians hold the funeral for Yondu, which Kraglin and dozens of Ravager ships attend, acknowledging Yondu's sacrifice and accepting him as a Ravager again. We know he did have the lights. You know, he said, you'll never have the lights. You'll never have the the real funeral. And he had it. And I know. And I cried. I'm That's not another. ashamed to say I yeah. cried. Yeah. Another full on. <clears throat> In the middle of my day, on my couch, mid Christmas movies, <laughs> pause for Guardians, and I'm yeah. full on crying at this point. See, it's I an see emotional it. movie, right? Yeah, and you were just I saying. I never said it wasn't. But you're also saying Guardians are not your favorite. You don't even it's like it. It's not right. my favorite, but this movie did but a very good job. Yeah. This movie did a very good job of all the <clears> things <throat> I like, but there are things I like. There's this just never been my favorite franchise i like the banter i like the friendships that's mm -hmm. it's, but there are so many franchises to choose from it's just that's never true. been my favorite yeah there is a lot and that's a good problem to have but yeah, yeah so that uh, celestial sloan had said the colors of ogord will never flash over your grave and you'll never hear the horns of freedom and so he got both of those things the colors of ogord uh and uh, it's and the character stallone is is the car Ogord in the comics. That's his name. Okay. Uh, AKA Starhawk. Starhawk, yeah. But uh they don't and are we gonna have Starhawk a Starhawk movie, movie, do we know? Or no? I think the uh this group uh of you know the let's steal some shit, the the new stone group, I think they're they sh will show up in Guardians 3. I don't know if that okay. means they're gonna hand the it franchise over like to them were. or yeah. what. But they can't just leave that. Uh, as nothing i mean it, sylvester stallone is no spring chicken he is not uh but he's also stallone yeah, about to say, he also he's not, to do a lot of, and his acting skills are questionable but then but. he doesn't also have to do a lot of act like even even um michael rook like yondu didn't do a lot of that's not a lot of action you know what i mean so it's not like like he can be in the movie but he's not like they're like ravages they're, they're not they're mostly gun heavy you know, sure, you may have someone who may fight, but they're not yeah. getting out doing cartwheels. Yeah, they're trying to flipping. steal shit. All they're yeah. doing is trying yeah. to boost shit. So, but so all you gotta do shit. is sit in the chair, you know? So, but I mean, if we can get a group, like I would take just one movie, it could be a standalone. It doesn't have to be a trilogy considering Stallone's age, but if we can get Stallone and Michelle Yeoh and Ving Rhames. Ving yes. Fucking Ving, Ving Rhames. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum is Martin X. Yeah, those are yeah, those are great. And and uh, that little mainframe face is fucking Miley Cyrus's voice. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if they'll get her back for something, but that's that's a group 
I would like to see yep. their adventures as well. That'd be a great movie or show. And, and they're based on the original version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. From the yeah, comics. I want more of this kind of weird shit. Yeah. Uh, during the funeral, Gamora admits she loves Peter and they become a couple, according to this Wikipedia thing. Uh-huh. You know, they kind of put their arms around each other. And then in a series of mid and post credit scenes, Kraglin takes up Yondu's telekinetic arrow and control fin and, you know, hits Drax with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ravager leader Stakar Ogord reunites with his ex-teammates that we were just talking about. Aisha creates a new artificial being with whom she plans to destroy the Guardians, naming him Adam. Mm-hmm. And I think we alluded to that in the last episode, Adam. Uh, Adam Warlock. We yeah, that that's is, he's that's, gonna be in three. Yeah, we've seen a clip of him in the trailer for Guardians three. Okay, and uh, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. And he's yep. played played by uh, uh, some guy whose face I don't like. Not the guy who played. Uh, <laughs> not the guy who played Miles in uh, Frasier. No, he's pl- he's uh, <laughs> the guy who who played the kid in that We're the Millers movie. And he's also yeah. in Detroit as a racist cop. In, in what? Detroit. Oh. Oh, he does play a racist cop. You're right. Yeah, What's Detroit? Is that a, a show? TV show? Movie? Oh, TV it's a movie. Show. Movie? It's a, oh, mo- it's a movie. show. <clears throat> movie. Uh oh. Well, it was a movie. I thought it was a show, but you're right. Oh. Oh. Art stars right, and TBJ Whoa. admitted it. Uh, 2017 film. Whoa. Directed by Catherine Whoa. Bigelow. Whoa. Uh, director of uh, The Hurt Locker. <laughs> Will, Will Poulter is the guy's name. Yep. I like how we okay. never knew him, but we were just naming movies. Uh, <laughs> we're like that that kid. Anthony Mackey and John Boyega. Uh, I know who those two are. Those guys are in it as well. Falcon yep. and the Stormtrooper. It's guy. a pretty good and, yeah. movie. It's just you and, know, one yeah. of those things we've hired to watch. It's called Detroit. Jeez, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of anything. Okay, Groot has grown into a teenager at, in the post. Oh, I scene. love that scene. And a, and a group of uninterested watchers abandon their informant who was discussing his experiences on Earth. Who was Stanley? Uh, Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, fellas, yeah. fellas, I got so many more stories to tell. Yeah, oh, Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> was that just? A but, but that sort of uh, that sequence because he was. We, they, we see him briefly earlier where he's talking about yep. this time I was uh, a FedEx guy, sort of like this is Stanley tying all his cameos oh. into being the yep. same character. Sort I of. didn't catch that. He was the FedEx guy yep. at the end of Civil War who said, right. uh, Are oh, yeah. you Tony Stank? Stank, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I didn't uh, catch yeah, we catch him when that. they're doing all the their planet jumping. We we catch it first. So, I mean, there's, there's probably nothing to be made of that other than just a cute little thing of Stanley being more yeah. important than just his silly cameos. But the Groot teenager bit was funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm Groot. Because, I mean, even in even in the holiday special, spoiler alert for TPJ, Groot's even you older than that. It. He's like a Got young... It. It's like a group that it's like a teenage group that has filled out. Yeah. Well, no, and this, and this gone well, out this for the wrestling team. I, I wouldn't say hey, he's <laughs> he's a college age group in the holiday special. So he's probably so he's not super tall yet, but he's he's big. probably mid twenties. I mean, early. Tw- well, I guess he's still a teen, like teen. Maybe eighteen, 21. nineteen. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. he's a he's Jack. a s- swole group. Anyway, I think the holiday special was good. I think mm-hmm. it was good. So. I'll watch it. We can talk about it next week. Yeah, yeah. see what you think. It, it's, All right. Yeah. 
Well, I'm still catching up on all my Christmas movies that I missed. Yeah, we got Guardians 3 coming out, which promises to be a real... Uh, yeah, so future. Guardians 3 is the, is the one that comes out after Quantumania, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It comes out May, right? This May, and that's yeah, the, that's the other thing I, I wanted to tie in to our earlier talk about. You know, how Phase Four has kind of been scattered a bit, but the what I've heard about Ant Man and uh, the Wasp colon Quantumania is that the previous two Ant Man movies have come after like big Avengers movies mm-hmm. and have been sort of like palate cleansers. Like it was the end of uh, uh, Phase Two, was it the first Ant Man? We haven't done. Have we done the second Ant Man yet? Or is that part no. of phase four? Well, this uh, is this remember. is well, this be, because this is the beginning, right? No, I don't think so. So it's like, but this is like, have we? The director has said, I want this Ant Man uh, three to be the big Avengers movie rather than having to just be like the little the comedy thing that cleans well, it because, because you're introduced to the big bad. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the, it's like how, you know, the Avengers, you know, they was teasing Thanos. Where right. this we actually there's no teasing. It's like, hey, Jonathan Major's here. Fuck we got Kang. Me. We got goddamn Kang the Conqueror in full Kang the Conqueror form. <clears throat> I mean, we, we, he was in Loki. Yeah, but he was he was a version. It was a version of him, but this is the what the version in Loki was warning it's, against. Like I'm kind of curious as to will we see other variants in this? And there's know? also, uh. A lot of talk about Modok being yeah. in Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania, but maybe in some. And Andy <laughs> has a boingy boinger for Modok. <laughs> I do. I got a big Modok t shirt. I'm a, I feel solidarity with characters with giant weird heads. Well, so, we all, everybody called you Modok. And well, that's true. I called you Modok in school, like growing up. Yeah. But can, do you guys think I could see? I could go watch uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 when it comes out without going through everything and catching up, like just going to see it. Or is it- well, here's, 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 we might be in a good spot because remember, we watched most of Phase 4. We haven't, we haven't, Infinity War. And, I mean, we got to get through that, but it's coming out in May. Thing, it's a big January. development for the Guardians. Oh, it is. Yeah. So I need to. We, we've got a well, few it's not months. coming out until May, right? Yeah, we got time. Yeah, I mean, we're only in January, so. We can get together <laughs> enough. If we can get through the next uh, Phase Three film, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah. Then Thor: Ragnarok and Black Panther. Then we get to Infinity War. Yeah. And that's uh, and then of course Endgame. Oh got, shit. And Man and the Wasp. We haven't done that yet. Yeah. 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 So I we thought Ragnarok we, we, was next. We might That's not why be you were watching off. Ragnarok. Yeah, I thought Ragnarok was next, and I was I watching it this week, so I missed Spider-Man: Homecoming. So I have to go back and watch that. I mean, we could, <laughs> we could do Thor: Ragnarok next but, and just jump back to Homecoming. Well, Rag- no, no. Did you, like, did you like Ragnarok? Yeah, I did, but I didn't like Ragnarok. Is another one that comes on a whole hell of a lot. It does. It does come on TV. I on. will say my hopes were way up because everybody talks about how great it is. So. I think it was a little less than I expected because everybody's like, oh, Ragnarok's the best one. It was good, but I don't know. I don't like uh, I think it's com- like com- with short hair. Comparable to the other one, the other four, other three. Yeah, but it it, yeah the definitely one. better than the other Thors. I loved him and Hulk. That whole thing was great. Yeah, that's funny. what most people love about it. It's <laughs> yeah. like a buddy comedy. Yeah. I love plus, plus Jeff Goldblum. And yeah. you got, I will say, yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Are you from Asgard? And I love the, the Valkyrie. 
Yeah, uh, she's pretty good. She's awesome. I don't know who that is, but Tessa Thompson. Who's that? What's her name? Tessa Thompson. I, I love her. I love her. <laughs> like she's awesome. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and yeah, does she come back in? The, well, we don't have to talk about that. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay, she's later. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, she's cool, and that was good. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy three, and I would say or two. I loved it. I give it mm-hmm. 80, 80 stars. It's the best <laughs> Marvel movie of all time. Uh, it's it's pretty damn good. I love I give it. it eight and a half boingy boingers out of ten. We have no <laughs> legitimate rating scale. <laughs> all right. Art gives them boners. Andy you, gives them. Did you just say eight and a half boingy boingers? Eight and a half boingy boingers. Eight and a half. A, a hard nine. <laughs> <laughs> Something is uh, wrong with you guys. I don't know how I associate with him. It gave uh, TBJ yeah. tears. So she it did give it. me tears. It's a good movie. So I'll give it a thumbs up. I won't break it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, uh, t- two wonderful thumbs up for this movie. I, I'm a sucker for the Guardians movies because these are based on comics I was reading rather uh, yeah. avidly when they were well, and I, doing it. I, and that's another thing with the Guardians 3 is that we see them in the uniforms that the actual <laughs> Guardians, they all have a uniform comic that yeah. were from the comics that I was initially reading uh, back when they were, this, this version of them were kind of forming uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning putting these characters together when they hadn't really had anything to do with each other before. No, I'll say, I, I, I will read their comic. I think I'll read the comics now. They're, they're, the, it's a bit different. Star-Lord is not quite that guy yeah yeah i read the first one already but yeah okay all right what were we gonna say one of the things about these like the guys of the galaxy movies for me is like i love the soundtrack like the soundtrack it does like like like, a lot of times i watch what you guys may consider bad movies because the soundtrack speaks to me you know like yeah the the soundtrack speak to you Did the Barbarella soundtrack speak to you? Because that's trash. Well, that wasn't my movie. That was that was Joe. I know it was Joe's movie. I don't remember the music. It's in it's ingrained right here. Who picked that movie? But like like, Steve Gruff from the Gruff and Loud Show made me pick that movie. A lot of I mean, he didn't tell me to, but he was talking. Soundtrack. You know, like like I'll listen. Like okay, this this soundtrack's awesome. Let me watch the movie. Well, this is one of those things where like every time it comes on. Like I could be watching, it could be in the middle of the movie. I'll start watching it. That's because like the music is going to make me feel happy, you know. Yeah, that's, that's my my happy place. Is, so old is to good music director. Soundtrack. Yeah, yeah that, that's Judge a huge thing with uh, like Tarantino movies. I mean, uh, yeah. One of the things they do really well is a great soundtrack. There's the bit at the end of Kill Bill Volume One where Uma mm-hmm. Thurman is facing off against Lucy Liu, and like they're just like so doing sword shit. But that's Please don't let me be misunderstood. Yep. Uh, that version of it is just playing and just making that work. The same thing with like the first Deadpool movie. Yeah. When uh, I knew I was gonna like it because I I really loved you know the early the uh, not the Liefeld early but the the Joe <laughs> Kelly Deadpool run that that <laughs> kind of transition Deadpool into being you know like some shit show Spider Man ripoff into the weird unique character he is and that opening scene of just like that freeze frame of this ridiculous action shot being looked at from all angles to mm-hmm. uh, you're my angel in the morning uh the the juice newton or uh 
I think it is Juice Newton. You're my angel in the morning, darling. Yeah, Juice Newton. Yeah, that was like, I I was, I had a period of time where I wanted to be the one to write a Deadpool trilogy. And uh, like I made script notes and shit like that. And that's one of the major things that it was going to have to be was going to have a, like a soundtrack that is, you know, that kind of thing. So Deadpool made it work. Guardians of the Galaxy sold all these weird ass concepts by having such a kick ass soundtrack and having a good music director goes a long way. I think people underestimate the the role that music plays in film, even when it's not a soundtrack, even when you look at just a score of a movie, Mm -hmm. music changes everything. So shout out to whoever is doing Marvel soundtracks or music directing in each movie because they are doing it. Especially yeah. the Guardians movies in particular yeah. do a great job of it. Well, and before we go, we forgot to mention we're talking about wrestlers that made movies that we all can agree the greatest wrestler to ever make a movie is Greg the Hammer Valentine in 2013 Swim. Uh, what? You know, there was a movie called Swim. <laughs> we can all agree. Yeah, that Greg the Hammer Valentine is the greatest wrestler to ever be in a movie. I don't know if we all agree, Joe, but Greg sure. the Hammer Valentine. I want to say it's uh, <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper and They Live. Uh, or hell comes it? to frog town david arquette he doesn't he, count he, he was an actor wrestler? first he, he was a wcw world champion he has wrestled. Chris and he has a, a rock star right he's also done a wrestling movie fozzy he's a rock musician that is a wrestling star okay i'm pretty it's sure a he's lot. not a rock star there, there's a lot like there's a lot of wrestlers who are rock musicians like brody king has a like a really good band uh, the doctor style slick sang his own song the doctor style slick baby our truth our truth the rapper all right everybody thanks I, for I, listening I, okay I, Wait, I just review subscribe <laughs> tell your friends everybody every list if every listener tells yes i have to hold on five thousand friends i have to read you someone huh. did say something to us oh really uh let me go hold on is there a new review? They were listening to um, us and they were thanking us for a breakdown in a movie. There it is. She has two things to tell you. First, I had Wonder Woman under rules and Paul had Superman under rules. That's her husband. Therefore, I'm, I think it was meant to be. So she's just saying her and her husband were meant to be nerds. And <laughs> then she says, thanks for the explanation of Ben Riley. Um, I'm embarrassed because a friend of mine had the last name Spivey. His son, her son is Ben and her daughter is Riley. And in the group, someone said, Ben and Riley Spivey, I guess you're Spivey. Senses are tingling and everybody in the room laughed except for me. Now I get it. <laughs> I feel empowered by my nerd school friends. Yay. And Absolutely. isn't that the goal? So Absolutely. It go. is the goal. Empower nerds. That's great. Thank you. See, what's we're helping person, everybody. What's the poster's yeah. name? Karen. Karen. It's Shout a Karen. Out Karen. Yes, uh, yes. Karen. Karen was the one where we, uh, when we were at Heroes Con, remember we met the teenage girls? Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad we could uh, help. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. And speaking of Spivey Senses, the next movie is Spider Man Homecoming. There you go. So we get the, so the we'll MCU's get yeah. first Spider Man movie. I'm excited Ooh, about it. Ready. And we will have it to you very soon, nerds. So please, quick, 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 give us some stars on there and fill out a (laughs) review if you have a chance. (laughs) But tell your friends about the nerd school. Tell them, listen.
We're, Listen, we're, we're, we're pretty dope. We are pretty dope. We'll end it on that. We're dopey and pretty. Not dopey. <laughs> I'm dopey. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm dope. I'm dopey, sneezy, and doc. Say I can't rap about the president no more But evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor Still more incarceration of my kinsmen by the prisons And people thinking this election to end it racism Proud of a pessimism, glad to see Obama But don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems Mr. Officer, now they POTUS look like me You gon' think again when seeing brothers rolling down the street Every Martin Luther King on his American dream Still a Rodney being beaten, screaming fuck the police Me, I'm running through the pasture, trying to get away from master But the dogs is on my ass, I gotta move a little faster Can't fast for Caucasian, but I got a couple papers From the plantation saying I graduated Congratulations, cool beans, but to most school me Tryna dodge STDs, living off government cheese Trust the government, please, not even if it was me Sitting in the Oval Office as Commander-in-Chief Tryna give us this free, but there's a nigga in my ear saying You got it, Superman, you oughta kick it here Get this distinctly clear, I'm all about jetting Raps Kunta Kinte without the half-stepping A new chapter, packed with new lessons After that, the final exam, any questions? QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.